0: God bless everyone. This is Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. And I just want to welcome all of you to today's show. I pray that the Lord's voice will be heard loud and clear through me. As I submit unto his perfect will. That all those who are listening may receive and be blessed, be encouraged, be empowered to do the will of God. So today I want to talk about the kingdom of God and how there are those who will not be able to enter. They will find a sign that says, do not enter. And why is this? You know, it's unfortunate that not everyone will enter into the kingdom of our Lord. I pray that as I minister to people, you know, your hope is that not only you, but them and your family, your friends, you want to see everyone that you know, you love, to come to the knowledge of who Yeshua is and to enter into the kingdom. But unfortunately, there will be those who will be lost and who are lost. And it's tragic and heartbreaking. I can only imagine how our Heavenly Father feels. It's not his desire to see us lost for eternity. He desires to have us all. But he knows there will be those who will reject him. There will be those who will hear the word, but not heed the word. And there will even be those who will hear the word, believe upon the word, but fall away, who will be disobedient unto the will of the Father, even though they've come to know him and are known by him. And it's a very sad reality. I think about that I'm like, Sean, how how are you living your life? Are you living a life of obedience unto the Lord? Are you being submitted to his will? Are you being led by the Holy Spirit? What about sin in your life, Sean? You have to take inventory. And even earlier today, I was meditating on quite a few things, and the Lord was stirring things up in my heart. And my heart's desire is to do his perfect will. There's things happening in my life right now. There's been changes at my job. I'm doing more in the area of uh, advocacy for human trafficking victims. And so I had to ask myself, Sean, the things that you do, are these the things that the Lord has called you to do? Are you doing his will or are you falling after your own will? I mean, you can do good things and still be outside the will of God. What if he tells you to go? Like with me, I I lived in Mexico for a few years, and I preached the gospel, I taught. But what if I stand one day in judgment before the Lord, and He's like, I never told you to go to Mexico. Maybe He'll say, I told you to go to Alaska, where it's cold, and you don't like the cold, John. But I wanted you to go there. There was a purpose and a reason but you decided to go to Mexico and you disobeyed me. I can only imagine what that conversation would be like and how painful it would be to stand before the Lord to find out that, yeah, you did good work, Sean, but you were disobedient. So it was all about obedience in his kingdom to do his will, to be led of his spirit, to have the heart of the Lord, Our Messiah Yeshua addressed this in Matthew chapter 7. We return there if you're following in scripture. And starting at verse 21 in Matthew 7, the Messiah is speaking. And he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you you workers of lawlessness. So the Lord is talking about people who, they go around and they call him Lord and they know the, the scriptures and they go out and share the scriptures and they prophesy and they cast out demons and do wonders in the name and authority of our lord so you're looking at these people and it's like oh yeah these guys they know the lord they're going to heaven um these are real christians but the lord starts us off by saying not everyone says lord lord so under the kingdom of heaven But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. See, there's a catch to the salvation. You have to be obedient. You have to be obedient to the will of the Father. And, you know, as a man who's been baptized in the Spirit, and I, I prophesy and. I've seen the Lord work wonders through me, and he's empowered me to actually cast out demons, but one of them is disobedient. I could go down the street, and this actually happened to me one time. I went to, um, I collect coins, and I went to a, a local coin shop that I I, I frequent, and... On the street, I ran into this guy. And my paying job, I worked with the mentally ill and homeless. And so I saw this guy, and he, he looked kind of out of sorts, and I thought he might be a homeless man. Maybe he's drunk or he's on drugs or he, he has a mental illness because I saw his, his way he was acting was kind of weird. So I went and started talking to him. And I realized this guy was being demonically oppressed. And so I started ministering to him. And he had been with another guy. Another guy ran out away from him. He was couldn't deal with what, what was ever happening to this guy. He was like, I got to get out of here. I got to get away from you. And so as I ministered to this man, he was set free. And he came back into his right mind. And that's a wondrous work. And I ministered the gospel to him. And when he had parted, I knew I had planted in him the message of our Savior. And that was a good thing, of course. But what? If I'm doing this, but then... Later on at night, say, and I didn't do this, but I'm saying later on, say I went over to uh, a woman's house that I know, and we started hanging out, and next thing I know, we're we're drinking, and before I know it, I'm drunk, and um, maybe we uh, get high also, and next thing you know, we're in bed together, fornicating. Well, we know all that is against the will of God. And so, what if I continue to live that type of lifestyle? Fornication is okay um, in my life, and drunkenness is okay. And I keep living that lifestyle, even though on Sundays you see me sitting in the congregation with my hands held high, praising the Lord. But when I leave that place, uh, I may go minister to people. But when I'm done ministering, I'm somewhere else, getting high, getting drunk, sleeping around with women, maybe go home, have some Internet porn, and I just do things that are not God's will. I live my life according to how I want to live it, then I'll set aside time to teach and preach the gospel, even though I'm not living the gospel. And that's what this is talking about. These these men, these people that the Lord uh, confronted, they they think they're right with God because the power, of the Holy Spirit, is moving in them to prophesy. King Saul was in blatant disobedience to the Lord, and he still prophesied. The gifts are not according to. The holiness of man but according to god's will so the holy spirit may move and use you but you could be living an unclean life ungodly life you may not be be getting intimate with the lord you may not be in his word you may, may not be seeking a lifestyle of holiness but the lord can still use you he spoke through a donkey so he can speak through you Caiaphas was the chief priest during the times that our Messiah walked upon the earth. And when he was told along with the Sanhedrin about the miracles that Yeshua was performing and the men of the Sanhedrin want to stop him from doing all these miracles because people were starting to believe in him as the Messiah, says prophesied and let them know that he was going to die for the sins of the nation of Israel and for men. But then he got with the rest of them and plotted to kill the Messiah. Here he is prophesying about him. As soon as he's through prophesying, he's like, hey, let's come up with a plot to murder this guy. So his heart wasn't for things of the Lord. But yet he prophesied. Because the Holy Spirit moved. It wasn't Caiaphas. Who moved in power. But it was the Holy Spirit moving in power. In him and through him. But Caiaphas himself. Was actually plotting against. The Savior himself. So people. Can have spiritual giftings. According to the spirit. They've come under the salvation, they've been baptized in the Spirit, and then they start leading a lifestyle of complete disobedience. And recently, I go to a separate church um, from my father, and I've preached at that church many a time. And a couple weeks ago, one of the uh, leaders in that church got a hold of me and asked would I come preach that Sunday? And I said, yes, I'm free. So I went to my, my father's church where he attends and I preached and then afterwards I asked my father, I said, where's the pastor at? Pastor of the church. And uh, this being summertime, I was assuming he's on vacation. And my father said, oh, the pastor, he's gone. Uh, I go, what do you mean gone? He goes, he's not pastor here anymore. And I was shocked. I was like, what? What happened? And he said, well, we asked him to resign. And I said, really, what happened? He said, well, the pastor was going around, and he was asking everybody he knew and their mother for money. He was getting money from the congregants. He was getting money from people outside of the church who knew the church and people he knew. He was borrowing money, borrowing money and, and not paying it back to anybody. And um, so I told my father, I said, you know, you know, over a year ago, he had asked me for money. And I, I, I gave it to him. He said he was going to pay me back. And I said, I didn't feel right about it. But I gave it to him and so they didn't understand why he was asking for all this money. He had a job, he was married, his wife had a job, and plus the church paid him as senior pastor. And I knew that the pastor in his past that struggled with drug addiction. At one point in his walk, he actually fell back into the addiction and he came back and got himself clean and then he was actually elected pastor of that church. And I had noticed some things about him a few times I'd seen him. He didn't look right. And then my younger brother told me he had borrowed money from him. And my father's sitting here saying, yeah, he, he three times I, I loaned him money. And he never paid me back. I was like, he didn't pay me back or my brother. And the other people were saying, yeah, he didn't pay us back either. So they didn't like him doing that and they weren't sure what he was doing with the money. And so they asked him to resign because he was not living a holy lifestyle. We knew what was going on. And the church saw this and had to act and they voted to ask him to step down. And they did. And he stepped down because he was not living a life right before the Lord, but he had helped build up the church. Uh, he had preached, um, uh, Many times, different places, and but he wasn't living a lifestyle according to the will of God. And so he had to step down. So you can preach all you want. I can preach all I want. We could be on Internet. We can be on television. We can put out books, CDs, DVDs, travel to different countries preaching the gospel, seeing people get saved, seeing people get set free, healed. And we could find ourselves on the outside looking into heaven because even though we did all these things, we lived a lifestyle of disobedience unto the Lord, willfully going out and sinning, Agreeing to sin, supporting sin. There's a lot of people who may not be con- uh, committed to sin, but will agree with others who do that. And yes, I'm going to say this. People will agree with homosexuality. That's a big, big topic in the church. And people will agree with it. There are many churches that have accepted homosexuality, have homosexual pastors, even though the scripture speaks out again that in all sexual immorality, fornication, adultery, bestiality. You have people who are preaching in, in, in churches or church buildings or, or local fellowships who are addicted to porn, who are adulterous, who are fornicating, who are pedophiles. And people allow it because they like the, that, that person and they turn away, and they disagree with uh, their doctrine, and when they preach that homosexuality is of God, and, oh, yeah, that's right, and we we know it's not right, and we agree with it. We're just as wrong as a person committing this. sin when we agree with their saying and allow it to continue. My father's church did the right thing. They knew the pastor was doing wrong, and they addressed it, and then he had to resign. So not everybody goes around saying, "Oh, I love the Lord. Oh, I love Jesus." I know people that can quote scriptures and they're the biggest sinners I know. They call themselves children of God. Sunday morning they're up there in uh, the congregation and they got their Bibles and they they put the money in the offering and and they give ten percent of their money and uh, they they can uh, quote scriptures. They sing all the songs. They're raising their hands. Uh, they may jump up and run around and hoop and holler and, and yelling, Glory to the Lord. And as soon as they leave that building, they're in a crack house or over messing with some woman who's not their wife. It may be somebody else's wife or somebody else's husband, or they're sleeping around and uh, they're, this is just a drunk mess and they hide it. They may be out there molesting young children doing perverted things, living a homosexual lifestyle? How many pastors have we seen in in the news in the years past that preached against homosexuality and got caught in a homosexual relationship? So it's not those who stand there and preach and teach and you see wonders happening around them but it's those who are obedient to the will of the Lord that will enter into his kingdom. This is a hard word. Well, don't disqualify yourself. Paul even said that. He didn't want to get to the end of his life and find out he had disqualified himself from the kingdom. And if you're doing wrong. You're doing sin. You're agreeing to sin. Let me tell you, you're in danger of being disqualified from the kingdom. You're in danger of having your name erased from the book of life. He would turn with me to First Corinthians chapter six. Paul is addressing the issues of, of those who do right and those who do not, and those who will see the kingdom of God. I'm going to start reading the verse 9, and Paul says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor, th- nor thieves, no covetous, covetous, no drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So, Paul gives a, a short list of people. Who he considers unrighteous and will not inherit the kingdom of God. Fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners. They will be, be denied the kingdom of God. Those who live an ungodly, unrighteous lifestyle. And I follow the news when it comes to human trafficking because I'm an advocate against human trafficking. And there's a, a pastor, I believe, from Mexico who has a huge church, like a million people, and it comes to find out he had been molesting children within the congregation, and people knew about it. And he was telling them that if they spoke out against him, they were speaking against God. And so people were allowing him to commit these sexual sins within the the confines of the local fellowship until somebody finally reported him to the authorities, and now he's facing prison time, rightly so. But here is this man. He built up a huge congregation, over a million people, He's sending missionaries and uh, doing works that are great in feeding the hungry, reaching out to the poor, preaching scripture, and here he is. He's a sexual predator, living an unrighteous lifestyle. And now he may face the judgment of men, And if he doesn't turn around, he will also face the judgment of the Lord in his wrath. And he will be denied the kingdom. So after all the good works he's done, come to find out he's living an uh, unrighteous lifestyle, disobedient to the Lord. And now he's paying that price in man's court And he could be paying the price in the court of the Lord. Do not be of this type. Do not be those who put on a front, who think it's okay to sin in their life. We stumble, we falter, we may fall, but when you have blatant sin, when you practice lawlessness, When you say it's okay to sleep around, it's okay to regularly get drunk or high, it's okay to uh, steal and cheat and lie and extort, to hurt people. When you live a lifestyle that is unrighteous and contrary to the will of God while claiming to know him, you are deceiving yourself and you will not be able to enter into the kingdom, you will be told, do not enter. I do not want to hear the words, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. I don't want to hear my Lord say that to me at the end of my life. I want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And I pray that for all who have served the Lord that we will not find a do not enter sign when our days are done upon this earth because we were not obedient to the will of our Father. Think on this. Take a self-inventory. What are you doing? Where are you at? Are you obedient to the Father's will? Do you know his will? Do you spend time with him to hear his voice? Do you spend time in his word? Do you spend time in prayer and confession and, uh, uh, to him with sin in your life? And are you diligent in trying to live a holy life? Or are you deceiving yourself? Will you be denied the kingdom? Will you not be? allowed to enter in and cast out into utter darkness? We have to ask ourselves these questions. Are we practicing evil things? Are we being hateful? Are we being racist? Are we being misogynistic? Are we agreeing with sin and living a lifestyle of sin? do not enter. I don't want to see that set before me when my days are done. And I pray that we all will see the kingdom of our Father and hear hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. This is my heart's cry. Father, correct me. And let me do your will. This has been Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. Thank you for listening. As always, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook, Sean Cleveland, or you can email me at regenerate zero seven at com. Once again, thanks for spending this time with me. I pray that this word was a blessing. And that she will continue on in the will of her Father in obedience. And that she will inherit the kingdom. Amen. Love you all. May the Lord bless you. Bye-bye.